Never Alone, Redeeming the Time Brothers podcast, a podcast by Gene Kissinger and Norman Kissinger, two brothers who have spent their lives in ministry and raising large families. My brother had 10 kids. I've got seven and we're working on getting nine through the process of fostering and adoption. Uh, We are developing discipleship tools, distributing them across multiple platforms to bring about a rapture-ready body of believers so that when Jesus Christ comes back, he will have no trouble recognizing his own children. We want to leave a nightlight on for you. That nightlight is a word of encouragement and comfort from the upper room discourse given by Jesus Christ mere hours before he would be crucified. He says in comforting the disturbed disciples these words, And I will pray the Father that he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. And I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Jesus had promised that we're not going to be left alone, and that's an encouraging word. You know, we say in the old song about America, we're never as heard a discouraging word, and the skies are not cloudy all day. Well, that's not modern America. I don't know what it was like in the past, but what I do know is that there's a lot of discouraging events that transpire around me right now, and uh, if I had only hope in what Washington, D.C. and various political leadership could do, I would be in despair. But I'm not in despair because I've got a comforter. I've got the fullness of the Holy Spirit in my life, so I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to be distraught. I don't have to be discouraged. I don't have to be depressed because I have a God that's in control, and that God that's in control has sent me the presence of the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. Now, when we think about the Holy Spirit and indwelling the believer, there's a couple of concepts. One is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's a one-time event. I believe it happens at the moment of salvation. There are some that believe differently about that, but I believe at the moment of salvation, you become baptized in the Holy Spirit. But there's another concept that maybe is not taught as much or thought about as much, and it's being filled with the Holy Spirit. In fact, I I think if you look in the early chapters of the book of Acts, you'll find Peter and the apostles being filled with the Holy Spirit multiple times, three, four, something like that in the first like six chapters of the book of Acts. In fact, some have said the book of Acts should, instead of being the Acts of the Apostles, it should be the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit doing those great supernatural deeds through these yielded men and women of the New Testament era. I do like what Charles Spurgeon said about the Holy Spirit. It says, Charles Spurgeon has rightly said, without the Spirit of God, we can do nothing. We are ships without the wind branches without sap, like coals without fire. We are useless. It's impossible to live a victorious Christian life or do anything meaningful and lasting work for God apart from the power of His Holy Spirit. Our own strength was never meant to be equal to the task. As the old hymn says, all is vain unless the Spirit of the Holy One comes down. And I would agree with Mr. Spurgeon. He's exactly right. I need the Holy Spirit. I remember seeing a Facebook meme where one person is asking another person, do you need the Holy Spirit to go to heaven? And of course the answer is yes, but the other person answers, I need the Holy Spirit to go to Walmart. I mean, we need, we need the Holy Spirit to live life. I mean, we need, we need the fullness of the Holy Spirit to empower us 
so that we have the power to live the Christian life because you can't live the Christian life apart from the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to enlighten us so that we can understand the truths that are in the Word of God. They're spiritually discerned. They're not, they're not discovered by the flesh. They're revealed by the Spirit. So the Spirit enlightens us. The Spirit also encourages us when we find ourselves distraught and down. The Holy Spirit innervates us, lifts us up, encourages us, strengthens us, causes us to, brings us a, a help and a hope that's beyond what man can do, that's beyond human words, and it's God's Holy Spirit accomplishing through that spirit fullness uh, His power. Now, uh, I want to suggest something that maybe will help you to understand this better. We talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit. You may get in your mind the idea that you're going to get more of the Holy Spirit. I think that might not be the accurate way to think about this. Maybe the better way to think about this is the Holy Spirit has more of you. You understand what I mean by that? In other words, God doesn't give himself to you by measure. It's not that he's somehow holding back part of the Holy Spirit waiting, you know, so that you only get a little dribble of the Holy Spirit and then he's holding the Holy Spirit back. Instead, the problem tends to be that I'm not yielded to the Holy Spirit of God. So if I'm, if I'm uh, you know, toying with sin, then I'm not going to experience spirit fullness because the Christ and Belial have no fellowship together. So if I want spirit fullness, I've got to give the Holy Spirit more of me. And as I give him more of me, I'm more filled with his spirit. But if I'm reserving rooms and I'm holding, I'm holding back certain areas of my life, I'm not allowing that spirit fullness to flow to me and through me to those around me. So I want to encourage you to, uh, by faith, allow God's Holy Spirit to fill you to fullness and yield moment by moment to what the Holy Spirit of God is calling you to do. Because you know that He's He convicts you of sin. And if you're sinning in some area and He wants you to lay that down, then lay it down. He, 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 he wants to communicate to you and He wants to have an intimate relationship with you. But that's going to mean that you're going to have to be in relationship with Him and set aside certain things and make different choices allowing the fullness of the Holy Spirit to be in you moment by moment. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, I thank you for the reality of your Holy Spirit. God, I know that he's real. I know he's made an impact in my life. I know crucial moments in my life. Your Holy Spirit has empowered me with exactly the right words to say. Your Holy Spirit has convicted me of sin when I've desperately needed to repent. Your Holy Spirit has taught me things from the word that I would have ordinarily missed and not picked up because your spirit enlightened my mind to that concept. God, I thank you that I don't have to ever feel alone because you're with me. And even if other people don't understand me, and even if others may leave me, you never leave me. What a good God you are. I pray that you'd watch out over us tonight as we rest. Be with my dear friends. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, God bless you. I love you, but Jesus loves you so, so much more. Have a good night.